Welcome back to the Metro Podcast. Uh, finally, good to be back. It's been a couple months, but we're ready to get the train rolling again. I'm here back again with my partner, Will Wilkinson. What's up, buddy? What it do? What it, what it do, man? What it do? It's been a long time, bro, but... Uh, we're know, back! We are back, and it is great to hear. I'm excited to get this train rolling again, and we're looking to, you know, continue this throughout the summer, and whenever the NFL season starts, we'll be keep doing with that, too. So I'm excited to see where this goes, man. But first thing I wanted to talk about, man, was the Capitals, bro. The Washington Capitals, man. Well, get them, get the get the crowd hip. What, what's been going on with them? Oh, man. Uh, uh, Big Tommy Wilson. Going out there and uh, did he get suspended for that? See that that's see that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. So he only got fined five thousand, and that was the big problem with the Rangers. The Rangers and their organization and all their fans thought that he should have been suspended, but he wasn't, and that's what led into last night with all the fighting that happened, and that's why it all went crazy. But I mean, if you want to talk a little bit more about that, yeah. So uh, Buchnevich, one of the uh, like top dogs in the Rangers organization and Tommy Pender and we're all involved in it. But uh, pretty much uh, Bushnovich tried to jam the puck in front of the goal. Tom Wilson jumped on top of him, punched him in the face while he was just kind of laying on the ground. Oh, Got up, God. started a whole nother brawl with Panner and slammed him on the ground after he ripped his helmet off. Dude, and, that- uh, yeah, it was kind of like a cheap, like, probably shouldn't have happened, probably shouldn't have done that, but <laughs> I do love Tom Wilson, and I do love the Capitals, so I'm all for it. That's what I'm saying, man. You're all for it. Everybody loves watching Tom Wilson, man. It's, that's what brings all these viewers in, man, is these fights. These guys are the, that are the enforcers on their team, man. They're always just, you know, going around and doing stuff like that, and it gives so many viewers. So I love it for hockey. But I guess if you talk about from a Ranger standpoint, I can see why they're upset about it. But at the same time, it's hockey stuff happens. So, yeah, we're probably not going to be too popular in New York after this episode. Oh, absolutely not. Probably <laughs> not. But whatever, man. Whatever. Um, but that led about any New York sports. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> and that that whole incident led up to last night. Cavs play the Rangers again. Uh they came out for the opening face-off first, like, just walked right out, puck dropped, what, four-on-four four four fight immediately after the puck dropped. Yeah. Everybody just started going at it, racked up 72 penalty minutes between both teams in the first five minutes of the game. <laughs> 72 minutes. I've never – I didn't even know you could put six guys in a box at one time. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't do know. Yourselves a, do yourselves a favor and Google, uh, watch the video of that, and then find the picture of six men standing in one tiny little penalty box in full pads. <laughs> like, seriously, like, I – Hockey is definitely the one sport that I have, like, I've been trying to get a lot more involved with. But, like, in the, all the times that I've been watching the Caps over the years, I've never seen anything like that ever happen before. I don't know about you, but I've never, I've, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't, I was, didn't used to be like a super involved hockey fan, but now that I've gotten into it a lot, I've never, and I've never, like, heard of anything like that happening <laughs> right so i'm sure it's happened and it definitely has but man what, what an awesome oh i'm sure i'm sure in the old days they used to go at it dude i would just love to see the the viewer rate 
from last night's game to see like how that compared against like other games that have happened this year. And I'm sure, man, that so many people were tuned in for that game last night because <clears throat> a lot of people expected it because of what happened with Tom Wilson the game before. Yeah. But, man, I also want to take it a little bit to a direction more of what happened with that game with uh, TJ Oshie, man. Uh, I don't know I if know. people know about what happened, but his father passed away yesterday or two days ago now. And his first game playing without his dad watching, um, three goals, hat trick, pretty emotional time for TJ Oshie. But man, I love seeing that. That was one of my favorite things about that game last night. That was awesome. Yeah, I sent the hats in for him last night. That yeah, that was that was pretty awesome to see. But uh, but yeah, anyways, Capitals ended up winning. Uh, they're doing well too. Um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with them in the playoffs this year. Uh, as every year, man, it's always awesome time to watch Capital Hockey in the playoffs. But. But, yeah, now we want to go in the direction of talking about the NFL draft that happened last weekend. Um, Will, what was your uh, – I guess before we go in to talk about a little bit about the Ravens and the Steelers draft, man, what was one of your favorite picks from the draft? Uh, like overall, not just – Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really have to be, like, the only one, but, like, one that comes to mind that you just, like, loved. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what uh... – Tanai Sewell does. I mean, I'm upset for him that he got picked by the Lions because everybody that gets drafted by the Lions ends up having a wasted career. But it's also a good team to stand out on. And uh, maybe maybe he'll be like that next, like the next top dog left tackle. And he'll uh, get a chance to leave after his rookie contract. Yeah, that's probably his ideal look at it, too, I can see. I mean, obviously, what you said, it's tough to go to Detroit. Um, I mean, they just got Jared Goff. I don't know how much of a difference that's going to be compared to Matt Stafford. Um, But, man, yeah, he's going into a mess that he's uh, supposed to help clean up. But, man, that's going to be tough for him. But, I mean, if I had to answer the question that I just asked you about who I loved, I just love so much how the Bears were like, you know what? Like, we're going to fool everybody. And we're yeah. gonna everybody think that Andy Dalton is going to be our starter. All of our fans are going to be upset about it. But, you know, we're going to go in the draft and we're going to find a way to get Justin Fields. And that's exactly what they did. And they got Justin Fields, I think, at number 12. They traded up for him. I love that pick, man. I'm really excited to see if Justin Fields can be a quarterback in this league. And what a great team to go to. They got a good defense, but they got an offense that needs to prove themselves. And what a better way to try to figure that out with a guy like Justin Fields. So I love the pick. I, yeah, I mean, I, he's entering into a great position. Yeah. So it, it was it was really cool to see that. Um, I mean, dude, obviously Najee Harris, bro. But we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that for sure. But yeah. I also wanted to bring a little bit of talk about um, – I don't know if you – have you ever heard of a kid named Jake Funk? Yes. Yeah, Jake Funk, um, to let the viewers know, Jake Funk is from Maryland. Um, he played at Damascus High School, which is really cool to me and probably cool to Will because he's from a high school that's practically as big as both of ours. It's a pretty small school in Maryland, and they're pretty much known for having a good football program. The kid that ended up going to Maryland had a couple injuries, had a lot of stuff that might have holded him back from going into the NFL, um, but was able to get drafted by the Rams, I believe, on Saturday in round six or seven. I think he was like the 233rd pick, but I don't know. I thought that was really cool, man. We get to see a, a Maryland dude go into the NFL and play for the Rams and play for Sean McVay. And he's go, a running back, right? Yeah, he's a running back. Yeah. Um, 
I remember when I was in high school, actually, he played in the state championship at, uh, at M&T. It was either M&T or it was at uh, Navy Stadium. And he had six touchdowns in the state championship. And I think that's really where everybody from his area knew who he was. But that's when, like, everybody from the state of Maryland was starting to find out who this kid Jake Funk is. So I thought that was really cool um, to see a guy like that from Maryland make the NFL because it doesn't happen much. So shout out to Jake Funk. It would be kind of awesome if we could get him on the podcast. So that would be pretty cool in the future for sure. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, well, was there any other, like, cool, like, picks like that that you, like, you know, just enjoyed to see? Um, I would – I'm going to, like, actually flip it around on picks that I hated. Okay, we can do that. The Bengals taking Jamar Chase instead of – I mean, the one thing, the Lions, terrible organization, terrible team, at all top, top to bottom. At least they care enough to try to protect their quarterback in some way. Joe Burrow started his rookie season and got his leg destroyed. And what did they do? They gave him another receiver. They didn't try to help. They could have had the best offensive lineman in the draft at number five, which is what everybody thought they should have done anyway. But no, they just picked Jamar Chase. Yeah, honestly, dude, I was really surprised by that, too. I'm sitting on the couch watching them be like, okay, the Bengals are definitely getting a lineman, maybe a tackle, maybe a center. I'm not really too sure what they're going to do, but I don't see them picking a wide receiver. They already got Tay Diggins. They got a couple guys around them that I think are going to be good fits for them that, like, they need to focus on the offensive line, obviously, because Joe Burrow got hurt. It proved he's been running around so much last season. And also, when you're going to play in a division that has Miles Garrett, Davion Clowney, TJ Watt, the, the list goes on and on and on. Even the Ravens player with Patrick Queen and stuff like that coming along, dude. Like, they got to build that offensive line. So, I agree with you, man. I thought that was pretty wild to see that they actually didn't go for a, a lineman the first pick. But I do – I'm looking at their draft list, and they did end up taking some linemen, but they weren't, like, first-round picks. So, you can't really be, like, too fond of guys that aren't going to go in the first round to block some of the best pass rushers the league has ever seen compared to, like, actually, like, being a good um, a good defensive end. They're going up against some guys that could be in the Hall of Fame one day. So, I, I, I don't understand it. But, I mean, Jamar Chase is a good receiver, though. I mean, do you think he's going to help this offense a lot or no? Yes, and given the fact that he was Joe Burrow's number one guy in LSU – they already have the chemistry. They've already played together. And Joe Burrow, I'm sure, is just going to teach him a new playbook, and then he's just going to fit right into like some piece in that offense. Mm-hmm. I think it'll help the offense, but if nobody's like protecting Joe Burrow, the same thing is going to happen that happened last year. Yeah, he's just going to get hurt. I agree. I mean, you never know. We could look back and – the guy they took yeah. in the third round could be an all-pro in two years. Who knows? But, like, right now, if you look at the numbers and the stats and all the algorithms and stuff, I don't really understand why they did that either. So, I'm glad you brought that up. That was that was true. Um, man, I'm trying to think of another one that you kind of hated, too. What was another one you didn't like? I'm sure you probably weren't fond of Najee coming, but, you know. No, I'm not happy about that at all. <laughs> All right, you know what? We're on the subject. I want to talk about it. What do you What do you think about Najee <laughs> coming to Pittsburgh? Great guy, great player. I loved watching him play at Alabama. He's wearing a real ugly jersey in the NFL, though. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. He's not happy. Real, real good in black and yellow. Not, not happy to see that. <laughs> I don't want to play against him. See the price. The problem that – all right, so, like, obviously I'm super excited about him. Probably going to buy his jersey in the next month or so, whatever. I'm just – we got offensive linemen. We got a bunch of offensive linemen in the draft. But I still don't know if we're going to have enough, a good enough of a line to even be able to give him a chance to become a great back, you know, because we lost Villanueva. We lost Marquise Yeah, you damn right you lost Villanueva. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, Villanueva. He's suiting up for the good guys now. Yeah, whatever, whatever, man. We'll we'll get into that in a minute. But, yeah, dude, so it's it's pretty crazy to see, like, Mel Kuyper was saying after the draft that he gave the uh, the Steelers kind of a low draft grade because they thought that getting a running back in the first round compared to, like, how the NFL is evolving into a passing league was probably not the greatest idea, and they should have went alignment. I can agree with that, but, man, missing out on a guy like Najee Harris, dude, I, I, I could not see them missing out on him. I was not – I don't understand that at all, to be honest, why they would ever miss out on him, but, like, I still think maybe they should have went center, but man, I'm not Kevin Colbert. So obviously he knows something's going to happen with this kid, but man, I'm excited about him. I hope something well happens with him, but uh, I also wanted to talk about Bateman too, from your guys' first round pick. Uh, What what do you think about him? I think that there, there have been rumors that he's going to step in and be our wide receiver one immediately, Hmm. which he is the biggest receiver that we have. I mean, other than now we have Sammy Watkins. And uh, he's like, I think he's six one. He's like 190 pounds or something like that. Wow. Wait, listen, and, you still got Boykin, right? Yes. Isn't he like 6'4"? But I know like uh, – Oh, yeah. I, I but he's he... not, not overly active in the offense. Right. Oh, no, I got that wrong. He's Bateman 6'2", 210. Got you. So yeah, you guys have Bateman now, uh, Brown, uh, Boykin, uh, Sammy Watkins, and is Willie Sneed still on the team or did he walk? No, he went to Vegas. Okay, see that's what I thought. Yeah, he's on the Raiders now. Okay, that's not a bad pickup for for Vegas for real. Yeah, Vegas took Ngakwe and Sneed from us. Wow. Well, I think we all knew Ngakwe was only going to stay for the remainder of the season anyway, so that wasn't a yeah. surprise to me. But, I mean, was, it Willie Sneed, that, was, he was a dog for you guys, man. Like, he really did a lot of dirty work to help the Ravens a lot the past season. Oh, yeah. He was – I mean, he was an ideal slot receiver. Just send him over the middle and he'll catch the ball and Hollywood can run deep. You think this is a time maybe now where James Prochet is going to be able to have an opportunity to come – you know, get a little bit more time. It's going to be Prochet or Duvernay, whichever one of them steps man, up the most. Man, I honestly, dude, I love Duvernay uh, returning, dude. I, I, I think he might be better with that, you know, to keep him. Yeah. I, I don't know that. I mean, obviously, you've seen guys in the past where they play receiver and do that special team stuff. But, man, I, yeah, that, that uh, return he had against the Chiefs last year was pretty awesome. So, they're definitely going to keep him back there for sure. But you also got a linebacker from Penn State in the first round, too, with the 31st pick from the Chiefs. Uh, what do you think about him? Uh, I've watched – I didn't know about him too much because I think he was, like, overshadowed heavily by Micah Parsons. But um, 
I he dude he's a freak. Like he's just a freak athlete. And I think if he like gets reined in and learns like a professional style of offense, then I think he's gonna do great in the NFL. Yeah, I mean I dude, and he's going into a defense like you guys where he's already got so much talent around him, it's just gonna make him even better. So I think that's a good pick. I think you guys definitely did need a linebacker and a receiver. You got it the positions you needed in the first round. I think the Ravens did a good job. I mean, having 27 and 31 in the in a late first round pick, it's hard to get a big name guy like that. So I thought they did well. Um, and we I, got another receiver later. I don't remember exactly what round, but that that kid out of Oklahoma State. Yeah, um, Ty, Tylen Wallace. You got him in round yeah. four. Yeah. 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 And I know, like, when you play college in the Big 12, you – it's it's an air raid. And there's very little defense played in the Big 12. That's why every Big 12 game is, like, 63 to 42. Yeah. And he's going into a completely different world coming into the AFC North. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I personally don't really know a lot about the guy to give you an analysis on him, but – I mean, the Ravens need a bunch of receivers, so it definitely won't hurt. Um, and you guys got a corner from Ohio State, Sean Wade. Um, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, that that's big. Uh, I mean, obviously, you also got Peters and Humphrey. You're lucky because the Steelers, I don't even know who is going to be our corner this year. Wait, We don't even have one that I'm relying on right now. So you guys have a lot of depth on defense, man. I think the Ravens are in a good spot to be good again, as much as I hate to say that. And – Overall, our defense is rather young. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that are definitely going to be able to improve and excel and just keep like, getting better. So I don't think anybody on our defense was around when – like, I think they've all come since we won the Super Bowl in 2013. Wow. Yeah, I mean, least. dude, I was looking at something uh, – earlier today and i saw the average age now in the nfl is only like 25 and like it's like almost rare to see guys last past 30 nowadays like it's pretty crazy i mean obviously looking at tom brady just won a super bowl at 40 hours 43 but that that's so different but yeah man i mean it's becoming a young man's game for sure so man i think the ravens are in a great spot but man i am very 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 worried about the cleveland browns um, I don't, I, I don't know if you agree, man, but like, dude, they have so many weapons now. I mean, what do you, what do you think about the Browns? You think they're the biggest threat in the AFC North? Have you heard the, uh, chatter about Aaron Rodgers to the Browns? Dude, I've heard chatter about him going to the Broncos, him going yeah. to the Raiders, him going somewhere else, man. Like no one knows where he's going, but I mean, dude, if that happens, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> But I don't I, think I, I don't think the Browns would move on from Baker, man. Like as much as I kind of do hate on Baker Mayfield a lot, I mean the guy is consistent and he's been doing fairly well. I think he's gonna he needs to have a like this off season is definitely the off season to get him even a lot better to where maybe he could be an All Pro. He's got so many weapons around him, man. Like he's got everything he needs to become a good quarterback. I don't think they'd move on from him. Yeah, he really does have everything. The Browns have one of the best O-lines in the NFL. Yeah, and it's something that – it's just crazy to think, dude. You imagine five years ago us saying that the Browns would might be one of the best teams in the AFC this year. I mean, no. You found out in January. 
Yeah, I did. That was uh, – I don't even think we've talked about – oh, yeah, we have talked – done the podcast since that game. But, man, oh, my God. Man, the Steelers just got to figure out how to stop the run and be able to run the ball this year. That's actually something I wanted to go into talking about Villanueva. What do you What do you think about – what do you think Villanueva brings to the Ravens that could help them this season on offense? Well, due to the fact that Orlando Brown decided – I'm going to be a left tackle, and I'm not playing any other position on the field. We had to we had to get rid of him because you can play a left tackle, but you can't. He's not better than Ronnie Stanley at it. So, yeah. Shipped uh, him out I'm... for the Chiefs' first-round pick, and we needed to find some kind of lineman in free agency. And I think Villanueva is going to step in and play right tackle day one. That's almost guaranteed. And I oh, yeah, they wouldn't excited. have gave him $7 million a year if they weren't going to put him in right away. So I'm excited. When you have a six-foot-nine freak of nature on your offensive line, come and on. He's, and he's also been on at least one or two tours with the U.S. Marines, too. Dude, so. could, you imagine, <laughs> could you imagine being in battle and that dude comes up to you with a gun? <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I I don't know. I have no idea. I would that is I would crazy. surrender immediately. <laughs> I don't get that, man. Like, dude, his drill sergeant when he was going through boot camp was probably scared of him. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I mean, man, it was it was kind of tough to see Villanueva believe because he's such a like you know, he's the guy that used to be in the military. He played for the Steelers, man. I've always loved him, respected him. I mean, he's got to do what he's got to do, man. We lost probably two or three guys to AFC North teams. We lost Mike Hilton to the Bengals. I was mostly upset about that one. Um, and then we lost him to the Ravens. And I think there was one more one more that we lost to the division. But obviously the Steelers get the best guys and everybody else wants to take them from us. So whatever, <laughs> whatever. I get it. No, no. The Ravens get the best guys, and we're not stupid enough to give them to the people that we play twice a year. See, I would love to put this poll on our Instagram page, but we're from Maryland, so I got no backup, so it's not even worth it. No, you don't. You have no backup. We're a Maryland-based podcast, and uh, you're not getting any help from Pittsburgh. Yeah, whatever. I'll talk my thing and believe what I want, whatever. But, um, yeah, man. I think Villanueva is going to bring a big thing to the Ravens. And I was seeing what he was talking about, like in his interview, talking about like what it was like playing with Pittsburgh. Obviously he loves Pittsburgh, respects them. They were the only team that gave him a chance back in the day to turn into a starting left tackle on an NFL field, which was cool. But man, I think it's going to be cool to see him in a run heavy offense. Cause last year, He's dropping back for pass coverage every play. And obviously, if you're a lineman, that gets pretty frustrating because the other team knows exactly what you're going to do. So you're going to get some of the best DNs in football going up against you, and they're going to be able to do like 10 to 15 different types of moves on you, and it's going to become extremely stressful and frustrating. So I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do in a run-based offense because he really hasn't been in one since we had Le'Veon, which is like, what, four years ago now, three years ago? Yeah. So I, I think that's a pretty cool pickup from you guys too. Is there anybody else in a free agency that you liked uh, that the Ravens got? Like, what do, you, what do you think about Sammy Watkins coming to Baltimore? Uh, I'm actually, like, rather excited for it because he's 
big and he's fast. And I mean, obviously he was under like overshadowed by Tyreek in Kansas City, but I mean, he still produced. He had Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball, but I think he's going to do, I think he's going to fit in just fine. Right. I think, I do think he's going to fit in well too. I think that was a pretty good pickup. I know you guys struggled a lot in free agency trying to get guys to come. Like, I hate to say it, but T.Y. Hilton got offered double the amount of money with Baltimore than he did in Indianapolis and still stayed in Indianapolis. So, yeah, I know. I know. I know. So, we yeah, also, that's got to be uh, pretty frustrating as a Raven. We also offered but... Juju more money than you guys did, and right. he still wouldn't come. Yeah. And he stayed in Pittsburgh. I mean, the Steelers did whatever they could, they only gave him a year and. Dude, it's just it sucks because obviously Lamar is a great generational talent. Like no one's really seen a guy like this at the position since Vic. Um, but at the same time, the flaw with that is a lot of guys don't that are big time receivers want to go play for a team that has a you know, a pocket quarterback that's gonna yeah. throw the ball sixty yards down the field in one play and doesn't have a problem doing that because their stats look better and they just look better individually, but I don't know, man. I, I also do think that a lot of teams and a lot of players aren't giving Lamar enough credit. Um, I think that he definitely has the opportunity to become a better quarterback as time goes on. I mean, he's he, that's all he, he's doing is getting a lot more experience and stuff like that. So, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be giving up on Lamar like that, though. I mean, what do you think – I mean, if you have to talk about, like, expectations for the Ravens this year, what do you think, like, Ravens fans, like, what the expectations do you think they have for them this year? I think that what we just did to bolster our O-line, as long as they all stay healthy, we're going to run down everybody's throats. That's just hammering the middle of the field. And I, I think now that we have two, like, sizable wide receivers that are going to stay, like, step in and be the, like, flank guys, Hollywood is probably going to have a career year being able to, like – because they're going to focus on covering the guys that can go up and get the ball. They're going to forget about little old Hollywood over there. That's actually a really good point, Will. I, I do agree with that because a lot of the times the past year or two that he's been on the Ravens, it's all been about him and how you're going to stop him. And now they have other weapons around. He's going to have a lot more one-on-one matchups. So I do agree with that. But, man, J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, that man is going to have so many yards this year. And honestly, dude, I would consider taking him in fantasy, like, early. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, do you think do you think he should be around one pick in fantasy? Yeah. Yeah? Because, I mean, he's going to be the RB1, and Gus is going to be our third down back. Yeah, I feel like the only thing that's always been, like, scary for people to draft, like – like a Ravens guy like that with you when you have Lamar is Lamar does get probably what, like 30% of the other carries that the running backs don't get. So yeah, and we also, limits them, and we, but. yeah. And we also do the running back by committee thing. So right. it's, there's like four different guys running the ball in any given game. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, dude, even I'm glad you, you guys kept Gus cause he's uh He's a great back to have, like as a backup when you got to get your first guy some, uh, some, some, uh, some rest. So it'll be cool to see, man. Um, I'm excited to see this year, man. I cannot wait. It's only May 6th, man, and I cannot wait for football to start again. 
I'm praying Najee Harris follows the path of most Alabama running backs. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Dude, I was actually like kind of surprised how confident he was in some of his. Uh, I wouldn't really say he was being cocky. You might, but I'm not um, talking about like how he's going to fit into the Steelers offense. And he pretty much said he can do everything that Le'Veon Bell did and maybe even better. Um, do you think that's like – you know, a little too much to that's say. That's a bold a statement. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a bold, bold statement. I, I, I agree. I think it's a bold statement. But, man, I, I like it, though. That means this man's ready to come in and compete right away, and that's exactly what we need because we had the worst run offense last year. And if you know anything about the Steelers, that is not something that's really ever happened since I've been alive. It's always been a run team. So, man, it's going to be exciting to see for sure. But uh, – that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, Actually, I have one more thing. I got one more say. thing. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Um, did you watch the O's game yesterday? I did not. No. Ja. Well, yeah. I mean, I figured who watches those games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they got six dollar tickets to sit like on the field. Yeah, literally, you could <laughs> sit in the dugout for ten. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. What you got for uh, John Means, the uh, Orioles' ace pitcher, pitched a no-hitter complete game yesterday. Wow. Actually, now that you're mentioning that, I did see that. That is pretty cool. First time first time the O's pitched a no-hitter since Jim freaking Palmer was pitching. Wow. And how long ago was that? I want to say – oh, man. I want to look it up because I don't want to be wrong. But – uh. I want to say it was in like the 80s. This is a long time ago. I know that. <laughs> long, long time ago, man. I mean, dude, honestly, I'm not even going to lie to the viewers. I don't know enough about the Orioles to talk and, you know, come up with takes. 1969. 1969. Wow. A That's complete, actually- like a one pitcher complete game, no hitter. They pitched one in 1991, but it was like they brought in, they had to bring in the bullpen. Wow. And the only reason the only reason he didn't throw a perfect game was because of a wild pitch strikeout. Like he struck the dude out and the catcher couldn't get the ball. And the guy got on base. Oh wow. And I'm also seeing something the Angels released uh Albert Pujols. Have you do you know much about that? I he's he's so old now. It's just yeah. like it's not it, it was in the final year of his two hundred and forty million dollar contract. That dude, the money that's in baseball, man, I just like it's it ridiculous. Mind. Just that I don't even understand how it's even fair for teams that are smaller to compete with the Yankees if they if there's no salary cap. The the Yankees have more money than everyone. That's why they're good every year. They gave they gave Garrett Cole like three hundred and thirty million dollars. Can you imagine? <laughs> I yeah. dude. Patrick Mahomes contract that he just signed is nothing for baseball. Nothing. They probably did. They probably baseball players probably saw that and they were like, oh, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> He's like, oh, I could probably do that next year. Whatever. Like, that's insane, man. I mean, I, I just don't get it. With the, I just don't understand. Like, I don't know. You probably know better than I do. But like, why is it that there's no salary cap in baseball and how that is fair to other teams that are nowhere near as big as all the, like the big names, like the Red Sox and the Yankees and stuff like that? Like yeah, do you, the Dodgers. Yeah, and the Dodgers. Give, give the Orioles some of that freaking money. That's what I'm saying. 
But like nobody you, wants to play in Baltimore, why? though. Right. And do you know why there's not a salary cap or no? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know who comes up with this, and I don't know where all the money comes from. That that is that is definitely a ta- uh, a take that we're gonna have to talk about soon because I I want to know why there is no salary cap in baseball. So. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. I know it's been a long time coming, but appreciate you guys listening. Uh, We will be back hopefully every week until football starts, and then we'll continue to keep doing it every week then too. But make sure you guys give us a like on Facebook, uh, The Metro Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at The Metro Podcast. Thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you soon. Peace.